Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and thank you so much for joining us on the Spectrum of Health podcast. Today, my guest is Luminara Sadar. She had me recently on her Autism Recovery Summit. There's information in the show notes, so please check that out. And she's doing such amazing work to help recover our children with autism. This is truly an epidemic, and we absolutely need to create more awareness, not only on prevention, but on giving uh, parents more and more resources and tools to recover their children and to have hope. So Luminara is a scientist, nutritionist, and holistic healer who helps recover kids from autism using many strategies, including neuromodulation technique. She helps kids on the autism spectrum with underlying causes, and she creates a really wonderful treatment protocol um, if you decide to work with her. So please check out her website at autismtransform.com, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Luminara. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's fun that I get a chance to interview you. You've interviewed me a few times now, and you have your um, upcoming or ongoing Autism Recovery Summit um, that you asked me to be a part of. And I was, of course, very grateful and honored to be part of your summit. And I just really, really appreciate the work and the education that you're doing uh, to really help um, parents recover their children with autism. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I love interviewing you, and I love interviewing all the people, actually. There's, there's so much amazing information. It's so It's such a great time where we can share this information more freely and readily, and more people are open to receiving it. So I think, you know, of course, you're making a big impact. So we're, we're grateful. And um, for everyone who's listening, um, we're going to give information about Luminara's Autism Recovery Summit. But I want um, Luminara, just to, if you can just dive in and just, what do we really mean by autism recovery at this point? Yeah, you know, I find that, um, I've heard a lot of stories from parents that, you know, their child regresses around age, you know, two or three, really young, and they've been speaking, they've been developing normally, and then the, their child just sort of gets lost in this fog, and they stop speaking, and, and they know their child's in there, and when they take their child to the pediatrician, they say, oh, this is autism, and you'll, you know, it's always going to be this way, there's no cure, and, you know, prepare to put him in an institution when he's 18, and I think that's heartbreaking and and false, um, because the parents know their child's in there, so recovery is for those people who, you know, they know their child's in there, they know, they've seen the skills that they can do and that they've lost, and they want to get that child back. Um, and there's a whole bunch of people who think autism is it's the way it is and there's nothing you can do. So I just want to separate out that there are people who don't believe anything. I, yeah, I'll just tell you, my, I was at a Christmas party a few years ago with my cousin who's, I think she's an occupational therapist or a speech therapist. And she's like, oh, don't leave these people on. Don't give them false hope. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you don't understand that, you know, something can be done because there's issues going on inside the body. So... When I say recovery, it's that, um, you know, something has happened at some point in the child's life to make all these skills that they've developed go away, or sometimes it just kind of happens from birth, you know, the, the child isn't developing normally. When we dig deeper inside and look at what's actually going on in the internal world, you know, the biochemistry of the body, we find that there's a lot of things that are off kilter um, that can be corrected. And that's what I mean by recovery, it's correcting that internal terrain 
So then it works better. And when you do that, the behaviors on the outside change completely. Mm-hmm. It's such a um, hopeful uh, story and a hopeful um, framework and paradigm to have for such a devastating um, you know, condition. And I, I think, you know, of course, you know, I'm aligned with your perspective and it, it's just really important um, to get this information out there because it is, yeah, heartbreaking for both of us to hear that, you know, people just um, still are of the mindset that, you know, if your child does have autism that, you know, you just have to, you know, accept it, accommodate it and, you know, move forward. So no, I, I'm so grateful you're putting this information out, Luminara. And I guess for people who might be, um, you know, really um, interested in your perspective, what what are the, what's the framework that you have uh, developed over the years where you think about, okay, so a child, um, you know, you, you mentioned two things, like sometimes they just don't develop normally. And then there's some children who develop normally and then they um regress and so what are what's the framework and the narrative and the 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 factors that you feel are leading to autism at this point of your journey and discovery sure well i feel like it's a combination of factors and one of those is that um you know generationally like um you know my my parents and grandparents were exposed to fewer toxins in their lifetime than I was and then my son was. So I think generationally, we're all being exposed to more and more and more toxins. And that's in our environment, environment that's in our air, that's in our water. That's, you know, all the Roundup that's sprayed on the crops, all the pesticides and herbicides, all the new plastics, all the new chemicals we come up with. And so those don't go away. You know, they just kind of... They, they, they kind of get recycled, and sometimes they get recycled through our bodies. And in 2004, I'm sure you know this, and probably many people listening know this, is that you know there was a study done called 10 Americans by the Environmental Working Group that there were something like 280 some toxins in the umbilical cord blood alone. So it's it's this combinatorial factor of like we're more toxic because we're exposed to more, and then also you know part of what I studied with genetics and, you know, when I was back in college and I worked on, you know, kind of indirectly in the Human Genome Project. And um, there's been studies, at least in mice models, that say that, you know, when we're, we have an, um, either an emotional trauma or some kind of hit physically or emotionally, it changes our genes somewhat and we pass that down to the next generation and then they pass that down to the next generation. And the paper showed that, after two generations, it was kind of set in place. So I think our genetics are changing along with that toxicity factor. So we're putting more and more toxins into just into circulation, literally our own circulation, but you know, circulation around the earth. And, um, and we're not evolving fast enough in our bodies to handle that. So I feel like the state of the autism body is like just super overload of toxins. And of course, one of the things that those toxins do is diminish our ability to detoxify. So we're kind of in this catch-22 where our detox mechanisms are are severely impaired. And so what happens? Well, we just build up more toxins. So I always say, imagine, like, if you didn't take the garbage out of your house for a year, what would your house look like? You know, how would you come in and, you know, get the food in the refrigerator? It would probably rot before you got it. You know, you wouldn't find the path there. So the bodies are toxic, there's a huge load, and we, and then that messes up the systems, and we need to get the, that all functioning again. So you can see it's kind of a big task to get the body back on, on track. And so that can happen early, 
um, you know, early on, like in the womb, right? So the child appears to have autism from birth, um, or it does, just doesn't develop normally, or that can happen from, you know, a chemical or emotional traumatic hit when we're young. And I, I mean, I don't like to take a stand one way or another on vaccines, but I can tell you I've heard from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parents, especially at the autism conferences I go to, that their child regressed after a vaccine or they were vaccine injured or they had, you know, a big reaction to a vaccine. So I'm not saying that is what causes autism. I'm saying that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. Even when I was new to working um, with Dr. Klinghart 10 years ago and really, you know, just I didn't know where I stood or, you know, just was, you know, really in the position of, of observer. Um, that was a very, um, very common story that, um, you know, these children, you know, definitely had, you know, a, um, you know, after a vaccine, um, they definitely, it was a very triggering event that the child was not the same again. And so I think, um, again, you know, we, we just need to have more of an open mind and to look look at these children who are affected and to dig deeper and how can we, you know, create, um, yeah, more of a conversation and investigation around this because this is, um, you know, parents know their children and whether, you mm-hmm. know, this is um, something that is com- accepted or not, it, it doesn't discount what, what actually happened. So I, I hear you. And I, I again, the, you made such a great point and I like, you know, quoting that study as well. It's like, we're not, we're not starting from zero anymore. So, you know, generations before um, had a less of a load, um, you know, at, at ground zero at starting, you know, from conception to birth. And so I think we really have to, you know, look at that as a huge factor in all of this as well. Um, so, well, so, can I just no, say oh, okay. to that? Of course. It, is that, um, you know, I really like um, Beth Lambert of Epidemic Answers has a total, you know, they, they espouse this organism, uh, sorry, organization espouses the um, total load theory, which is, you know, we're born with a load. And I've just joined the board of Epidemic Answers too to help them, you know, spread the word and get their study done. They're, they're doing a big study to sort of show what's underneath. One in one out of every two kids in the U.S. have a chronic illness. So that could be allergies or asthma or something else. But that's not right. <laughs> And, and we need to investigate it and dig deeper and, you know, start helping these kids. Absolutely. And um, as, you know, you're well aware of in your community is how the rates of autism are just, um, mm-hmm. you know, every two years we take a look and, you know, they are becoming and becoming even um, ever increasing, you yes. know, the, the numbers in spite of all this, um, you know, all this information um, that's out there. So I, I think we still have a, a lot of work to do, which um, is why you're doing this. Um, and so Luminara, um, so obviously when uh, recovering a child, you know, detoxification strategies are essential. Um, and then what are some other, uh, you know, um, just kind of looking at your summit and you got this, uh, had this opportunity of um, interviewing a lot of um, wonderful um, people on the front lines of treating autism. What were some of the highlights and pearls um, that that really stood out to you um, when you were um, compiling your summit? Well, one of the first things that stands out is that most of the people I interviewed have a really holistic view. So if you think about, um, you know, specialized doctors, GI doctors or neurologists who look at, you know, a, a child, a parent takes their child to the pediatrician and then they go to specialists and they're not looking at the whole person, you know, what's underneath. So that was one of the things that stood out for sure. 
And, um, and of course, that's how I work holistically. And, and I'm, I know you do too. But that's super important, you know, because we're, everything's connected inside. And so one thing affects another thing. So, um, so that's one key. And then, um, gosh, there are so many, so many great offerings from people, everything from speech. So we have ways to help with speech from a, um, the Sunrise program. So this is actually the way we interact with our kids. So kind of more of a, an interaction type um, um, way of getting to speech. And then there's also, you know, certain supplements that help with speech, like methyl B12 injections. And, and that's not the only thing, but that's a big wow, typically. Um, we talk a lot, we, I've interviewed a lot of people who talk about brain inflammation, because of course that's one of the key factors in autism. Um, there's a lot of pans and pandas, which is the, um, pediatric acute onset of neuropsychiatric symptoms. Um, PANS and PANDAS are acronyms. Uh, PANDAS is for uh, strep and PANS is for any, any um, pathogen. And what happens there is the, um, the immune system mistakes the brain as something it needs to attack. So you have all this inflammation. So we have a couple of people speaking on that and um, other immune kind of inflammatory processes. Um, we actually have a couple of moms with, with kids with autism, one who's fully recovered hers, and she talks about strategies, and I think that's very useful for parents to hear. Um, and another mom who's a nurse, and she talks about using cannabis and how that really helped with her own health issues, and then her daughter, especially around puberty, that was a big shift. Um, we also have someone talking about vision and how how tracking that with the eyes and vision is coordinated with uh, sensory processes and movement processes and how it's all like kind of put together in the brain and she gives some really uh really great ideas for helping um and, and you know and what to look for with your child if you need you know some help with vision oh gosh we have um you know, another really great one is screen time, right? Our kids are so, well, we and our kids are kind of addicted to, you know, all the screens. And so there's a, you know, talk about that and about EMFs. Um, of course, you you are a wonderful speaker along with several others who, and we talk about drainage and detox. And I feel like this is probably the starting point, it, drainage for people. And I know you talk about this all the time. Because um, I, I see your videos and, and your emails and stuff, but if if we're like if we're like that house I mentioned earlier that's full of garbage, um, if we start moving things around the house, it's just going to lodge in another place. So I'm I'm liking likening that to the body. If if you start to detox, which is super important, but if you start to detox and your drainage systems aren't open, your lymph isn't flowing, your your kidneys are backed up, your liver's backed up, you're not pooping every day, constipation, mm -hmm. that stuff's not going to get out of your body. So I, in, you know, my own practice, that's easily where I start. I do a lot of assessments and I I look at those organs of elimination and I say we got to get these moving first. And and usually gentle homeopathics will work because. Um, these kids are really sensitive and you know, that's enough of a push for them right there. Um, back to the summit, I just wanted to say there's, you know, a lot of our kids are in fight or flight. And so there's a couple of speakers who talk about um, vagal stimulation, which is the vagus nerve that goes from the brain and innervates, you know, all the organs in the, in the trunk of the body. 
And um, actually, I think I heard about Carol Garner Houston from you. And there's a, she's got a vagal stimulation system, which just like people see results in one to five days. And, um, and then microcurrent neural feedback. So I was really impressed with, um, with those things to help calm the system. Because when you calm the system, then everything can just like relax and heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm so glad you yeah. connected with Carol. I had her actually on the podcast as well. So if anyone's listening and want to learn more about her work, she um, has a company, her practice is called Brain Harmony, and she, you know, works really interactively and closely with, um, you know, families and patients to um, do a lot of um, yeah, just worked, work different, using different equipment to help reset the brain and the vagus nerve and a lot of the work that Stephen Porges did. And so she's, yeah, she's excellent. I really enjoyed connecting with her and I'm so glad you connected with her as well. Mm-hmm. She, she's just a, a spitfire of a person and she really just has a heart of gold and wants to help. So, you know, and then in my own practice, um, you know, I use, I use muscle testing assessments, uh, you know, trained autonomic response uh, testing as well as neuromodulation technique. And and so, you know, we can ask questions of the body that there may not be a diagnostic test for, or you can ask what's happening in the moment. So it's it's really cool to be able to use those techniques to go, what's, what's really happening right now and what do you really need right now? And then, you know, we, we start getting people on drainage and then detoxing and voila, you know, the body starts working. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, so such rewarding work, right? When you, when you do this and, um, you know, just taking a step back, Luminara, um, I mean, your summit sounds awesome and I'm so excited, um, to share this with our community and everything. And, um, I guess taking a step back, how did you get into this work and tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and your history and leading, um, you to really serve, um, children with autism. Um, yeah, I was trained as a scientist. So like I said, I studied genetics and cell biology and I was a molecular biologist. And at some point I shifted because I had allergies that were eliminated through neuromodulation technique. And I just like was fascinated with what that technique was based on principles of quantum physics and you could shift the physiology of the body instantly. Um, so that kind of shifted my life and, um, and what I did is I, I went ahead I went ahead and learned that and started helping people with allergies. And when people with autism started coming to me, I would work with their allergies, but then other things would shift, like spinal corrections would hold or, you know, just other weird things would happen. (laughs) And I didn't know why. So I started going to autism conferences to like really dig in and understand what was going on. And then at some point realized that I could do neuromodulation and shift the internal terrain of the body all I wanted and it would work. But we also need to, um, one of, you know, first of all, drain, but second, get the toxins out so that things could actually work better. And then also we need to put the raw materials in so the body could work. So it's this um, dance between um, getting the toxins out, getting the right stuff in the body, like good vitamins and good minerals is what I mean. Good food, not, not junky food, not fast food, not processed food. So it's a dance between getting that in and taking things out as well as shifting the internal terrain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what are, um, you know, if you don't mind me asking just some, um, you know, every, maybe people who are, 
listening right now are just, you know, fascinated and excited and, you know, have some hope for their, their child. But, you know, what is, um, you know, what are some, um, things that you see, um, with your patient, with your clients, um, you know, as recovery wise, any, you know, any, um, anecdotal stories or anything you want to share that come to mind? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. When I do a first neuromodulation session, one of the things that does is relax that that um, fight or flight, kind of like a vagal vagal nerve stimulation, but you know, in a way that really calms the body. And almost every time I work with somebody, their first response is a huge bowel movement. And I, I mean, I get a lot of constipated kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they usually release. And they release huge, stinky, tarry, smelly, you know, stuff out of their body. And I always say, better out than in. So go ahead and let them release. Um, And with that, usually good night's sleep. Um, You know, so a lot of kids I work with have trouble sleeping. So their sleep improves. Their anxiety reduces a lot. You know, especially when you're getting those toxins out of the bowels, then they're not recirculating. And that just reduces the anxiety. I see better eye contact. Um, I see improved comprehension. I see kids trying to talk. So over, you know, a few sessions, what I'll see is they're really either having more words, putting words together in sentences or talking, talking more. And of course, that's the neuromodulation, but we're also working on, again, the drainage and detox and, and the, um, and getting the right raw materials in. So it, it's a combination thing, but those are some of the things I see. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a particular person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with a mom who she has actually a, a couple kids, spectrum kids. Um, and one is more pans pandas and very inflamed. And her daughter I started working with, she's about five. And um, so I started working with her about a year ago, and we, her anxiety level is just so much less. She's, she'll come in the room during the session, and, and she'll, um, she'll actually interact. The first time, she was, like, scared to death, and, um, and she's talking um, in, you know, complete sentences. She goes to school, no problem. Um, she's cooperative. She's hugging her mom like she never used to do, she's, so she's showing affection, and so like, like I, I see this when I'm working with a younger one, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times parents love that new normal and they don't remember even kind of how their kids were unless they regress, they have a, you know, some setback for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, I forgot what this was like. They're not sleeping anymore. Oh, <laughs> right. well, how, I mean, how, what wonderful stories and how rewarding and, um, just, you know, I, I'm just curious, do you find, you mentioned um, pans and pandas um, a few times now, and I know that there's going to be more, um, you know, more information on the summit. But do you do you find that um, you're we're seeing more of that these days, or do you think that there's just more awareness around this being kind of really um, a mechanism and the pathophysiology to really describe the brain inflammation and you know what's going on, um, you know, with the neuropsych symptoms? But do you have any thoughts or opinions on that? I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, it does seem to have increased, but I'm not sure if that's because of awareness mm-hmm. or not. But um, I think that, you know, part of that issue is leaky blood-brain barrier, I feel, physiologically. And, and then the immune system is just so confused at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's actually increased. I, I think, I don't know, Christina, I think that there's some 
I don't know if I could literally say something in the air mm-hmm. that's really diminishing our health as humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. And I, um, again, I've only been doing this 10 years, but I feel like, yes, of course, there's more awareness around this. And, um, you know, Dr. Quinhart trained me in looking at, you know, the tonsils at a, as a big, you know, um, area of focus, especially when we're recovering the brain and how that can be a reservoir of infection and create, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this, um, you know, um, it can be an entry point of, um, immune cells as well as pathogens into the brain and create all this microglial activation and everything. Um, so we, we have more of a framework, but I, I also think there's, um, it just, my sense is that this is happening more, you know, as well. So, but I, I, you know, again, um, that's just my sense. And, you know, I, I wish, um, people look, you know, like maybe, there's some t- some statistics we can review after our talk, but, but yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, I think that, um, you know, in naturopathic school, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm taught and I believe very, very much that the, the body knows how to heal. Right. And we need to remove, right. remove the blocks and obstacles to healing so the body can self-regulate and heal. But as you mentioned, and as you're alluding to, it's like, there's just so much that, you know, the body has to, the the body's up against, right? You know, it's not just a gluten-free, dairy-free diet anymore, or, you know, GMO-free foods, you know, there's just, you know, this whole other layer um, that we we have to address. And, you know, I, I feel like our, my, my patients, and especially the children, you know, we can, we can think of them as the canaries in the coal mine, right? You know, we can think of them as, um, you know, foreshadowing, um, you know, what we need to really, um, be looking at. And, you know, my sense is that some people might be listening, oh, this doesn't apply to me or, you know, I'm not affected, but I, I think we're all affected by our environment to a certain, you know, of course it's going to express differently depending on your epigenetics and all of that. Um, but you know, it will ultimately, you know, catch up with all of us and it will manifest mm-hmm. in some way. Right. So it's like my, our big message is not only recovering people's health, but also how do we live a lifestyle, right. To really, um, yeah, just be aware of these exposures and to do our best to live a lifestyle of detoxification so we can, um, yeah, just keep up with this burden. Mm-hmm. And you know, what we seem to, uh, there seems to be a bigger increase of is mold and lime toxicity. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have been dealing with that for ages, but it seems like it's really amped up. And that's why I say I think there's something that we're all exposed to even more. And maybe it's the Wi-Fi, maybe it's the 5G, maybe it's the more waves in the air. I'm not sure because I don't have the evidence on it. But there is definitely something that's making us um, kind of like less hardy. Yeah, no, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a very thoughtful insight and we all should be doing our part to um, investigate that more. And Luminara, how about, um, you know, if there's a couple pearls um, for um, for you to share, just if people want to just think about some lifestyle practices, you know, what do you do in your own life um, to deal with this toxic burden? You know, it's funny you, you ask that because um, when people ask me things, I forget how toxic my life used to be, mm-hmm. and I, I forget about things. So, you know, of course, non-toxic cleaners. I use 40% vinegar to clean with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm never breathing in those fumes, and when someone comes in the house with, like, perfume or I can smell their shampoo, it's, like, overpowering. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, the scents that I'll use have essential oil scents. It's the cleanest <clears throat> 
excuse me, cleanest products possible as far as chemicals in them. So if you look at the back of your shampoo bottle, what are what are all those um, chemicals you can't pronounce? I would get rid of that and be simple. So I've just come to be very, very simple in my living. I don't buy a lot of stuff. I don't, um, you know, I try not to go through plastic. I try to use glass in my kitchen. Everything's in glass. Mm-hmm. I, never, I haven't used a microwave in decades. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like to look around you, like filter your water um, with a reverse osmosis filter. Um, you know, sweat. Go out and sweat as much as possible. I do hot yoga, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the room sweating three or six or seven times a week, whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, movement. Movement keeps your lymph. Um, um, flowing and I use a lymph brush every day so you can just like look on look on the internet I, I was going to say Amazon but I don't want to buy from Amazon <laughs> look on the internet or go to your health food store and buy a lymph brush and you just you know brush up your arms and up your legs and up your body and that helps your lymph flow so these are just some really simple everyday things maybe if you're in a city you want to filter your air you know with a good Mm-hmm. air filter i'm sure you guys probably have good recommendations for that mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. those are just some simple things mm-hmm. yeah no great recommendations and i agree like we um you know at the clinic and everything we you know are fragrance free we're really mindful of that and you forget you know when you take um those things out of your life and then when you're re-exposed to them you're like oh my gosh how can people how can people live amongst us you know and it's just we don't you get used your body habituates to that as a normal when you remove those from your life you can really um you know feel and smell the difference so i, I think those are great recommendations um, Luminara, um, you're, you know, in this la- this time when we're recording this and sharing this information, we're in the time of COVID and, you know, um, all of that. And so is that changed, um, your practice of seeing clients? Are you doing telemedicine? How are you working with people now? Yeah, I have been working telemedicine. I, I want to say telemedicine because I'm not a doctor, I'm a nutritionist, but um, I've been working with, you know, over Skype and Zoom for years. So I have clients all over, as you do probably, I have clients all over the world, all over the country. And, you know, they usually find me by my website and I can help. So it, it, I can do my work from a distance that they don't need to bring their child in to see me, but I will see them on video, of course. And, um, and then I take, you know, all, whatever assess, whatever tests they've done, they can give to me, but I'll do my own assessments. And, and um, because what I do is it's consulting, but it's also sort of, I guess, would be termed energy medicine, energy work. Um, I can do it from a distance and it works perfectly fine as if you're right here in front of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I, and there's so many um, modalities that work from a distance. And I think it's just, um, it's great that you can, um, see patients wherever they may be, right? It's the time, the time that we're in. Um, so Luminar will have information about the summit in the show notes. So everyone please check out, you know, that link. And then, um, how can people find out more about you and your work and how to become a client if they're interested? Yeah, they can go to my website. It's autismtransformed.com, and that's transform with an ED, so autismtransformed.com. And they can, um, you know, browse around, get some free downloads there. I have a contact page, so they can fill that out and contact me if they want to work with me. And um, we can work with uh, neuromodulation technique sessions, or we can just do a straight consult and say what's going on in your body. I create like a body biomap of the internal terrain 
um, give you that report and make suggestions of how, how we go about kind of unwinding the things, uh, unraveling the big ball of yarn, I call it. <laughs> love it. I love that. It sounds like a really comprehensive service and we'll um, absolutely share your website as well. And I just want to thank you for your time today and uh, thank you for having me on your summit and all the wonderful work you're doing to help um, you know, these children, our children are our future. And I, I really are. <laughs> you know that's just um, so important to realize, you know, how many children are affected and how we can uh, come together to not only recover them, but prevent this from happening uh, to more children in the future. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs> listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Luminara. Please check out her website as well as her summit, Autism Recovery Summit. All the information is in the show notes. Until next time, thank you so much.